All right, welcome to an instant reaction podcast here. The Patriots go into Lambeau Field, play what was arguably their best game of the season, only to lose in overtime with no time left on the clock, uh, 20, no, 27-24 uh, to the Packers. But I, listen, it's a loss, and there's no such thing as moral victories in the NFL. But Matt, you got to feel pretty good about this team coming out of this game, don't you? Yeah, we could talk about moral victories. And obviously, if you're a player, there's no moral victories. Right. I'm a fan. I'm here to watch it and have fun. And anytime you go on the road, uh, forget any other circumstances. If you go on the road against the guy that won the MVP last year and hold your own, you're going to feel pretty good about that. And if you do it with the quarterback and injury situation the Patriots had, obviously, we're going to get into Zappi and Hoyer and all that. But we can't overlook the fact, no Jalen Mills, no Lawrence Guy. Those are key contributors here. Um, and uh, I think they were missing other guys. That guys get banged up during the game. Yeah, um, Losing track of who who's hurt and who isn't at this point. Yeah. So anytime you do that and you're able to go do even a little bit, I'm, I feel good about it, better than I did. 100%. And that's the thing is that, you know, we – obviously I was there, right? So – but – and we went to the game thinking, all right, just keep it close. Just make it make yeah. it a good game. And that's all that matters if it's good. And then they had a real chance to win at the end, right? They sucker you in by actually yeah. playing well. Yeah, and they played great. And, and you know, you mentioned earlier off camera, but you were saying, you know, it's similar to the Tampa or the Dallas game from last year where you kind of weren't sure if the Patriots were going to be able to compete with a team like that. And yet they go out and they do. And, you know, they're not able to come up. They come up short in the end. But I think that there's so many positives to take away from this game. Jack Jones is a big positive from this game. You know, and listen, was he perfect? Absolutely not. Is he going to have to get better at tackling? Absolutely, because they ran right at him and they threw quick screens right at him for sure. But that pick six was electric. I mean, that was awesome. And he played, as far as coverage is concerned, he played well. The other one is Miles Bryant. Get Miles Bryant the hell off my football field. I just can't stand it. He's already been replaced a punt return, and we saw what Marcus Jones can do a punt return today, and it's electric. And maybe we could just put him in the slot instead of Miles Bryant, and that will be better too. I think it's it's always a tough ask too to ask any young player to go against Randall Cobb one on one in the slot, and it's that's you're down Jalen Mills and it's all right. Our options for Aaron Rodgers' favorite receiver that's currently in the NFL that isn't Devonte Parker are an undersized slot guy who's a veteran or an undersized slot guy who basically hasn't played in the NFL. Right. Sometimes it's, sometimes the other team has more talent. And I thought that's probably the most impressive part of this is Packers are on paper, a better team than the Patriots. No Jair Alexander, which, which helps, but no Jacoby Myers. So right. a wash to a degree, at least. And yeah, I, it was a well-coached game. I thought the coaching staff did a fantastic job. But yeah, I know we're going to talk about this game, but I do have to ask you as a big Patriots, as a big football fan, Lambeau yeah. Field. You were there. I want to hear all about it. Lives up to the hype, man. Lives up to the hype. It was fantastic. Great place to watch a game. The stadium was electric. Mm -hmm. um, I was a little surprised. It was louder during the game than I expected when the Packers were on offense. Usually at Gillette, if the Patriots are on offense, it's pretty quiet. And it was pretty loud at Lambeau pretty much the whole game. And then, of course, when the Patriots were on offense, it got really loud at a few points. I posted a few videos on Twitter because it was just, like, really, really loud at points. Mm -hmm. The people around us were pretty nice. There was one guy who was just drunk and being an idiot. 
but for the most part, the people were very nice before the game. There were people tailgating. We we were tailgating in someone's yard. Um, and she <laughs> came out and was talking to us, and the people around us were super nice. And I then we were walking around some of the tailgates, talking to people, and it was just it was awesome. They were playing uh, this game called Hammerschlagen, where uh, you have like a sledgehammer, but you use the back end, like the skinny end of the sledgehammer. And mm-hmm. everyone has like a like a block of wood, and everyone has a nail. And whoever can knock the nail in first, you go around in the circle. Whoever can knock the nail in first wins. It was a pretty cool game. So they were playing that, and then people were playing all sorts of different things, and it was fun. But everyone was was uh, was very very nice, um, and so I I enjoyed that. Now I will say, I was a little disappointed. Okay, I was I was trying to do a pen exchange, as everyone knows. Uh, it did not happen. I could not find anyone with a pin whatsoever. Um, so what I had to do was go to the, I did go to the pro shop and nope, it's over here. I did go to the pro <laughs> shop and buy myself a Packers pin. Um, so I didn't trade with anyone, but I did pick up a Packers pin while I was there. So I have that going for me, but, but overall the, it was just, just the fact that we were there and tomorrow, of course, uh, tomorrow we'll be doing a, um, a tour as well. A 90 minute tour, uh, which okay. will take us actually onto the sideline, which I'm pretty excited about. So um but you know it was a it was a great experience uh the the tailgating was fantastic it was just awesome and the house that we're staying at here is amazing right on the water um there's a fire pit right down by the water so it's oh, just nice. it's it's fantastic so couldn't ask they... couldn't ask for a better game unless they won right i mean yeah. it's, it's like literally a perfect game to see except they didn't win it yet. yeah how how were the the beer the sausages and the cheese how much of that did you have and did it live up to the hype? So I can't drink beer because I can't have carbonation. Um, okay. Sausages, I haven't had a sausage here yet. I did have some kielbasa, but that doesn't really count because it's not really awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, And I will be getting some cheese curd, some fried cheese curds tomorrow at lunch. I think we're going to eat at the 1919 restaurant, which is the restaurant that's inside um, Lambo. Okay. I think nice. we're be there tomorrow for lunch after the tour. So, yeah. um, so I haven't had, haven't any of that stuff yet, but we'll see. Cheese curds are fantastic. That's probably the biggest thing. I was I was out in the Midwest this summer. That's the one thing that I still like crave, and I wish yeah. I could get here in New York. I'm sure that it's New York City. I'm sure there's a spot I can get yeah. cheese curds. Yeah, but uh, it's not it's not the same. Um, but yeah, obviously tough outcome. Yeah. What was it? What was the energy in the stadium when Hoyer went down and you see Zappy? How do you figure that out too? And you're you're in the stadium. Obviously, we get the tweets. And we got, you can see what's going on. Were you watching Hoyer go into the tent? Well, what's interesting is that we were sitting in the end zone where the two teams ran out. So the, so the Packers run out from the corner of the end zone, but the Patriots come out from the middle of the end zone, right behind mm-hmm. the goalpost. And it was our end zone. And so, you know, I saw a tweet that Hoyer was in the, was in the blue tent and Zappi was warming up. And then as I saw that tweet, Hoyer's walking down the sideline into the, into the locker room. So. I could see that at that point that he was out and I'm like, Oh, I guess Zappy's going in. And then, you know, soon after that, there was a, you know, notification basically that, that he was out. Right. And then I got John Smith hobbling off the field as well with it, with an apparent ankle injury. So we'll see kind of where that takes him. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, listen, I tweeted out before I said it before I still stand by it. I think Gary Zappy is better than Brian Hoyer. I do. Um, yeah. He's going to make some rookie mistakes, and he took some bad sacks tonight. He did. He took some bad sacks tonight. He had that fumble uh, right before the, the Jack Jones pick six, which no. that's just a clock. That clock's got to be in your head, man. Like, you have to yeah. know there's going to be someone coming. And Isaiah Wynn was terrible. So you have to kind of know that that guy, guy's definitely coming. Um, and so, you know, 
those are things he's going to have to work on. But I thought overall, he played pretty damn well to go into a game where, forget about your first action, it's the first game he's actually been dressed for in the NFL. So he's never yeah. dressed for a game in the NFL. Here he is and gets thrown in in the middle of the first quarter in a hostile environment in, at Lambeau Field. And I thought, you know, and he played pretty damn well. You know, he, he missed a few guys and he, and he made a few rookie mistakes, but I don't know what more you can ask for the guy. I, I thought he played extremely well. Yeah, I agree. And it's you also consider just the practice element. If you're the third string quarterback, you do not get a lot of reps. Yeah. This is a guy who basically in his life, at least in college, and yeah, he has not taken snaps from under center. And now you're asking him to play in an offense that's run centric and you're going with six offensive linemen and all that. Yeah. Huge changes. I mean, it just the, once he settled in, you could see he had the touch. He was starting to see the field. Yep. He looked better than I think anybody could have asked for. So obviously we'll see what happens with the Hoyer situation, uh, whether or not he's even available to play next week. I think given recent events, they're going to play that very cautiously. Yes. Um, so I'm in the perspective of it's. it would be very hard to put that football back in Brian Hoyer's hands at this point if Mac is not the guy, if he's not ready on Sunday. Right, and I, I do think, I'm with you on that, I really do feel that you put Zappy in, and, and for a few reasons, but I think no, reason number one for me is that Hoyer's probably not going to be able to practice on Tuesday. And so if Hoyer doesn't practice on Tuesday, is he going to be ready for practice on Wednesday? When does he clear concussion? Because we assume it's a concussion, right? I mean, I assume. That's I, what they, I think that's what they said. But I mean, they, I think they, they said, said head, head injury. injury. They didn't it officially say concussion. But, like, what other what other issue is it going to be if it's not a head injury? Yeah. And so you look at it and say, okay, if it's a head injury, then you have to think he's going to miss a few days at least, yeah. even if he can come back before Sunday. And then Zappy's been taking all the first team snaps. So now you're going to take the first team snaps away from Zappy and then give it back to Hoyer and the Hoyer. I just feel like this Sunday it should be, it should be Zappy. And I'll tell you what, man. In the red throwback jerseys, I was not excited to see Axel Hoyer back there at quarterback. And to the fact that it's Zappy at quarterback with the throwback jerseys, if that's the case. Now listen, he looked awfully good in those red jerseys last year at Western Kentucky, throwing 62 touchdown passes. Gets to throw on a red jersey okay. again. You never know. You never know what's going to happen against the New York Jets. I think that <laughs> Belichick wants to win. Oh, it's the line. So I guess it doesn't matter. But, you know, Belichick obviously wants to win every game. But I do think there is, you know, I just feel like now that Hoyer got hurt and Zappi went in for him and played well, I think you can make an argument he played better than Aaron Rodgers. And I do want to talk about Aaron Rodgers because that's interesting. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk about the defense. But there's uh, we got a question. I think that was fascinating. And yeah, Bill, question here. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Pull it up. Uh, ASJ12, do you think Bill will sign another quarterback? I yeah. lean towards – yeah. it's The only way you don't is if Mac or Hoyer is good to go this week, and I think that that is an incredibly low chance. Um, the other thing – and I, I wasn't on this week, um, but if I was on this week, if I, had, if I hadn't gotten food poisoning this week, um, what I would have said on the show is um, with what's going on with Mac, if he's out for – six seven weeks it doesn't matter when he goes on ir you put him on ir when you need the roster spot right and it's like all right if max actually if, if hoyer is week to week or day to day and max actually out for six weeks he's gonna go on ir immediately so they can just sign another body to play quarterback or get somebody on the practice squad and the other thing too is if hoyer is if, if hoyer's out for three weeks i think he's probably going on ir if he's out for two weeks he might go on ir because you just need another body there 
Yeah. Also, Tyquan Ty Thornton at some point should be coming back off of IR. We don't know exactly when, but we're at a point where you're going to start needing some roster spots. So if 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 they know Hoyer's not going to play and he has a concussion, get him off the 53. I'll tell you what, there's going to be one roster spot open up pretty soon, but I do want to pull this one up. <laughs> Dark blue gold, Bailey Zab is the first player to ever make his NFL debut as a visitor at Lambeau Field and throw a TD pass in that game. Lambeau opened in 1957. That is crazy that that's Making never history. happened before. Uh, it's pretty cool. I will say, yeah. uh, I think that extra roster spot is going to belong to Isaiah Wynn because, my, oh God, my God, did he play awful today. Yeah. Just and, absolutely terrible. Yeah, he was he was bad. I will. I want to talk about him, but I just thought of a, a, little, a little fun question here. By the way, Dark Blue Gold, you get 100% credit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. CBS said it. You, you brought it to it us, you get you the credit. Period. Yeah. Yep. All right. Bailey Zappi today. Jacoby Brissett against the Texans. Jimmy yep. Garoppolo against the Dolphins. And we'll throw in Castle in relief against the Chiefs week one. Okay. How are you ranking those four emergency quarterback performances? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to put Jacoby number one, wouldn't you? I mean, they won that game by a That's good fair. margin, right? That's and they fair. Spread them out, didn't they? So you probably have to put Jacoby number one, although they won they won the game against they won the Jimmy G game, but oh, yeah. no, they didn't win they win the Chiefs game. Yeah, they did. They had a goal line stand to win that game. No wait. Wait. Who oh wait, opener. They won that one with when oh, Brady Castle. went down. Oh, Castle. Yeah. I was talking about yeah. Jimmy G. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. yeah. Castle they won. That's true. Yeah. I would say you'd probably put Jimmy G next, although he got hurt in that game, but he threw four touchdown passes in the first half. So like Yeah. They built I a huge guess. lead, blew him out, and then he got hurt and the offense kind of came back. Right, right. So I guess you'd probably put Jimmy G second on that list. Then I put Zappy and then I'll, I'll throw Castle last. I don't really care. Oh, and yeah, I don't... that's it, right? That was the only one. Was, Is there anybody was, else who came in like that? I'm trying to think. I mean, well, Brady did, but I feel Maybe like that's Zoe. A... Maybe Zoe in ninety two or something like that. That's Maybe before my know. time. I don't know. I can't, yeah. Hey, if we if we want to, we can throw Brady against the Jets in 01, which might I actually was, go. I might go at the bottom of his list. He was not great in that game and they lost. They scored three yeah. points. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just think I think for me, you see what you have in a guy like Zappy. I think that you yeah. see the potential that's there. Man, when he that pass that he threw to Kendrick Bourne on the comeback route, where he play action, gets to his back step, and just Fired it in, and that was awesome. And you know, you, you see what you have. The guy that threw sixty-two touchdown passes last year at Western Kentucky, like he can sling it around. And so, you know, to me, I just I don't know why we'd be starting Brian Hoyer. And I listen, he's going to make stupid rookie mistakes. He's going to. That's going to happen. Yeah. But outside of the fumble, he didn't throw a bad interception, right? He didn't do one of those things. Yeah. And so it, it's you know that's one of those things. And so I look at that and say, all right, it is what it is. By the way, look at this one. Another one from Dark Blue Gold. Daily yeah. Zappi's 25-yard pass TD was his first by a rookie this season. First passing touchdown. Although it was the second touchdown by a rookie quarterback because Kenny Pickett had a one-yard touchdown run earlier in the day. Um, but about that. it was the first passing touchdown by a rookie quarterback this year. So interesting stuff. Huh. That is very, very interesting. Yeah. Yep. So, but you uh, know, I, mean, I, I yeah. just, I think to me, and I said this before, 
I said this before Jorge got hurt. I really do feel that Zappi gives you the best chance to win. I think he's your best yeah. player, the best option in that spot. I do think that he's better than Brian Hoyer already. Right now, I think he's better than Brian Hoyer. So yeah. to me, it's, that's what you yeah. do. And really the only limit the, the limitation there isn't who who can make more throws. Like if if it's who can make more throws, it's Zappy ten times out of ten. It all comes down to the mental side. And obviously we know Brian Hoyer has made his share of bad mistakes. But the issue is like Hoyer knows this playbook inside and out, which means that when he's out there, he can audible, he can change plays at the line, he can set up the teammate his teammates for better stuff. Zappy's obviously not there yet. I think a couple plays in, there was one point where Andrews is turning back to him, basically saying, hey, you did this wrong, tapping him on the head and saying, we're going to get it next time. And so there's going to be, like, Andrews is making all the calls at the line today. And if Hoyer's out there, that's not how that's going to go. But also, if Hoyer can't go, and also the the cat's out of the bag, like, it's one thing if if he hasn't shown he can do it. Once he's shown he can do it a little bit, and you can give him a week of practice as the starter, we saw what I mean that Jacoby Brissett Thursday night game that was with a week of practice there. Not a week, it was a Thursday night, but some some lead up to that game where it's all right, we're going to put in a game plan for this quarterback based on his strengths. If that's right. what it is with Zappy next week, I don't know how good he'll be. I don't know how much that one game is going to say about any future success he has, but I think we do know based on the history of these coaches that they're going to be able to put them in a, in a position to succeed. And you're going to need a team win. They're not going to get you the win, but they can put the player in a position to play to their strengths. Right. I mean, before that Thursday night game, when's the last time we saw a design run for a quarterback? True. We didn't see that in the playbook, and you get a guy who can actually do it, so they call it. Right. So I will say one thing that ASJ is asking here is on in overtime, they had the ball fourth and five. <clears throat> just about midfield, a little bit, a little bit fast, about a little bit uh, further than midfield. Um, mm-hmm. And they decided to punt instead of going for it. And I understand the reluctance of people. I understand the thought process in going for it instead of not going for it. Mm-hmm. You saw something similar last year in overtime. Um, yeah. And I think Belichick tends to get a little more conservative in overtime than he does uh, in, in the regular game. Now, of course, if you don't get it there, the Packers are 15 yards from, from winning the game. And so I understand that. But at the same time, last year you punted the Cowboys, you never got the ball back. This year you punt to the Packers, you never get the ball back if the game's over. So I just I, – I, I do think they probably should have gone for it, I think. But that's not what Bill does, especially not with a rookie quarterback out there. No, and obviously I think – the offense had also hadn't stalled, but it may have maxed out earlier in the game, and there there may not have been a lot more ceiling on that. And they may have thought our best chance at getting into range to kick a field goal is getting a stop, forcing a punt. Marcus Jones gets another big return, yeah. or we're gonna get a pick. We're gonna force a turnover. I think they might think, all right, that's gonna be our better actual odds of success. Right. You give Aaron Rodgers if you say if you're you put him in a position where he has to get twenty yards to win you the game. Yeah, he's, he's probably going to do that, and I don't think that's a criticism of our defense at all. I think he's, no, it's just Rogers, right? Now, Matt, yeah. did you know? I don't know if you knew this or not. Did you know that Marcus Jones is a good punt returner? Did you know that? Never heard of that before. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think anyone had ever told me that before. And then he was out there today, surprisingly, because you know <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Miles Bryant, and yeah. he was out there today, and he looked pretty good. Looked like he could do that. You know what I mean? I was like, wow, this guy. 
It's almost like, you know, we found a diamond in the rough here with a good punt returner. No one knew he was a good punt returner. Turns throw out a guy back there and see what he can do at returning punts. Can you believe yeah. it? Yeah. No, and I didn't think he looked good at returning kicks last week. And then I went to some of the film and it was like, okay, I think he's hesitant and there were some bad blocks and he just yeah. got a little bit unlucky. And today, I mean, he looked good. Oh, like really good. Yeah. Where I was at a certain point in this game, I'm having, I'm looking back at like, the 01, I said the 01 AFC Championship game where he scored 24 points and two of the touchdowns were on special teams. And it's right. like, all right, we might, or the Super Bowl against the Rams that year, um, which another crazy stat about that run. I think the offense scored as many touchdowns as the defense and special teams did in the 01 playoffs, if I'm remembering that correctly. I think the offense, the offense scored three. One, three touchdowns. Bra- right? Brady's one, run, three, the Bledsoe throw to Patton, the Brady throw to Patton. And then, yeah. yeah. But I was like, I was looking at, it and it's like, okay, we got the one defensive score. If the special teams make a play and they score a touchdown. That's we're gonna win it because, right. because of that. Right. And they came close. I think it's just you're playing a third string quarterback who's a rookie in his first ever start against a defense that's well coached and pretty good. Right. And I thought they played. I thought they played pretty darn well, man. They ran the ball hard. I thought Ramondre played exceptional tonight. Uh, or this afternoon, I thought Harris played well. They have a one-two punch at running back that is, you know, and and Green Bay has a very good one too. The Patriots might have the best one in the league. I mean, those two guys are awesome. They're awesome. Yeah. They both run hard. They're both patient, and they hit the holes and they find a spot and they find a lane. I, you know, I'm extremely impressed with these guys every week. And so, yeah. um, you know, that's that's the thing. Now I'm confused about. This is what I'm confused about. Okay, yeah. and I I almost got get into a fight in the stadium, but people were not <laughs> very happy with me after the horse collar play, right? And so that I understand, Schooler pulled him down, but he pulled yeah. him down by his shirt. Now the question is, it used to be you had to get inside mm-hmm. the 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 pads for it to be a horse collar. I believe they changed that, and ASJ yeah. says that. That it has to it's, be above or at the nameplate. That's correct. I thought he was below the nameplate. That's what I thought. Now, I might be wrong it, about that, but I thought it he was, was below the nameplate. It was a tough play because I think he was below the nameplate, but I think he, he like, grabbed the area, like, that, like, uh, what do you call it? The area right between the nameplate and the jersey and the right. number, and the right number. in that gap, that negative space there. And it's like, okay, if you're that close and you're pulling a guy down from behind – is it the right call? Probably not. Am I is in the context of things? Am I going to get that upset at the official for missing it or for for making that call? Also, not so much. Uh, I think there were more egregious misses in this game. I don't think that's in the top five worst calls in this game. Yeah. I mean, everybody's going to talk about the Pats touchdown being like three seconds after the clock had ex- the play clock had expired. <laughs> Two different occasions you have the ref going out there and announcing the wrong team for the penalty. They won. Um, there was just, oh man, I, I don't really think either team benefited. And I think the delay game is also kind of silly. It, the, like, it was a missed call, but it, it didn't affect anything on the field. I don't think any of the players on either yeah. side realized. There was, there was a play when uh, when Bailey shanked a punt. Oh, I saw, I saw you tweet about this. I mean, Yeah, what happened there? Was, there? I, I don't know what happened, but all the play's over. And then all of a yeah. sudden, a Patriots player went flying into the into the Green Bay 
bench because he got shoved in the back yeah. right in front of the refs. And I was like, what what are we doing here? Right? They were awful. At one point, I think they I think they said like timeout brown. Like they they called, they didn't even they did there was one play, was it the holding on I think it was on the was it in overtime? They called uh a legal block in the back on the punt return. They called a legal block in the back. I don't remember. They called a penalty. Oh, they called unsportsmanlike conduct. It was I was at the end of the play. They called unsportsmanlike conduct. Plays over. Dead ball foul. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Number ninety six on the offense. He's like, oh, I'm, oh. I'm number ninety six on the defense. And I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me, guy? What are you doing? Like, I'm yeah, it's like you say that number, you know, that's not on the offense. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's just you know that they were they were a mess tonight. A mess. Yeah, and it's like it wasn't. It didn't affect the outcome at all. They were just like no. so inconsistent. And it's no. like. It's also tough when, like, you go to Green Bay and you're just not getting holding penalties. But right. we're one of 31 teams that's going to complain about that. There's a long history of that. So it's it's to be expected when you go up there. I expect Bill's probably going to send a little tape into the league yep. after this and yep. say, hey, you missed this. You missed this. You missed this. Or what was that? Um, but it's just, you know, it is. What it is. It's, this is where we are with the officiating in the league. Well, you know, and, and like I said, you know, and, and so before I get into it, before we kind of conclude this, I yeah. do want to say Aaron Rodgers today reminded me of Tom Brady in 2019. Yes. So Tom Brady in 2019, yes. uh, I, you know, was chucking the ball, throwing the ball out of bounds, take, not taking sacks and just throwing it away. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, he, he that's what he did. He did that. He must have done that at least five or six times today where he just threw it away. Yeah. And you know, and said, screw it. I'm not I'm not getting it close enough to the guy that he can make a play. I don't believe he can make a play. I'm just gonna throw yeah. it away. Um and, and he looks like a guy that's pissed off and and kind of hates his receivers and the guy doesn't trust his receivers right now. Yeah. Um, you know, and we'll see kind of long term, but he hit Romeo Dubs on that beautiful touchdown pass and he dropped it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then he hits, and then he had, you know, he had a few other plays where it's like you just need a guy to make a play, and it was just bad. Um, yeah. So you know, yeah. And that that uh, that play from Dubs too. He was a guy I watched him uh, in the draft, and I, I watched his tape, and it was just like, oh, this guy's Nelson Aguilar light. He's a yeah. he's a burner who at that point didn't really have the technique, and he uh, has terrible hands. And yeah. look at that. We saw we saw Aguilar and Dubs both have awful drops tonight. So I feel pretty vindicated that, in that take. Aguilar drop was so bad. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, it was a perfect throw by Zappi because he, he threw it low right intentionally so he wouldn't get hit by the safety coming down. Yeah. And Aguilar just got to go down and make the catch, and it just he can't do it. So, yeah. look, I, I think I think the big thing for me, and I, I kind of want to wrap up because I'm I'm here in Green Bay. We just ordered some pizza yeah. that, that's coming to us. But um, – I think ultimately, I wanted to see a good game today. I wanted to see the Patriots compete, and they did way more than that. I was impressed with Zappy. I, you know, I thought the defense played well. I think the young guys are good. Now, look, you know, we'll see. How long is Matt going to be out? Right? Someone just asked this question. How long is Matt going to be out? I don't know. Right? I, I don't know. Um, it, you know, people made it sound. People made it sound as though. Um, you know, Mac After was the bye week. this week, which is yeah. crazy to me. 
But I do think, you know, if he's out six weeks, then he then he comes back after the bye week. So he gets a full seven weeks. Yeah. He might not will, it might not take yeah. that long. You know, yeah. I don't know. And I'll I'll point out Brady on three separate occasions had an ankle sprain, a high ankle sprain. I, none of them were that severe. There's the the 01 AFC championship game one. Um right. and he had a, he had two other playoff ones. Um and he all of them there was a bye week the week after and all of them he ended up playing two weeks after the injury happened which i think they were all plant foot like that left that front foot when you're throwing none of them were as severe as max but it's also one of those where if he has if matt can push off his back foot and you can keep the front foot stable and you're not going to risk re-injury by putting him out there it's just a pain tolerance and mobility thing then he could be back this week right Right. And it, and also, it's, it's anywhere from he could be this week, he could be out after the bye. Yep. I think we're just going to see what happens day by day. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, the same guy's asking about Tyquan Thornton. And Thornton, right, posted a video of him working out. He's been in the Playing catch. Uh, yeah. Right. And so do I think it's possible for him to come back? And, you know, he's eligible to come back next week, right? Yeah. Uh, not next week. Yeah, next week. No, this week. Tuesday. Day. Right. Yeah. So he is eligible to come off this week. I'd be surprised if he did. They said eight to ten, uh, eight to ten weeks. And so I do think, you know, we're just gonna have to we're just gonna have to take it day by day. Uh, day by day by day by day by day. <laughs> but um but I do I'd be surprised if it were this week. I wouldn't yeah. necessarily be surprised if it were next week, but sometime in the next two or three weeks, I would expect Tyquan Thornton to, to come in. And when he does, I think that's going to help the team. I think that's only going to help the team. Again, Aguilar, just catch the damn ball. Just catch yeah. the freaking ball. He gets open. He gets yeah. open. He just can't catch it. And it's so frustrating to see. I will say, I will say, they use Kendrick Bourne a little bit more today. And every time he uses Kendrick Bourne, he looks good, right? So keep using him, keep him in the game, and, and you know, and just kind of see where it goes. Uh, yeah. From and I. And I wanted they uh, asked about what he can do on the field to help the team too for Thornton, and it's. He brings, um, it's kind of like a combination of what Parker and Aguilar do. At least if he's able to actually play well and be the guy he was in college, yeah. he's a guy I think you can you can put him outside the numbers and have him go run go routes all day long with a comeback every once in a while, and he'll he'll probably break one deep. If he doesn't, he's going to stretch the defense. He'll probably get you three catches for fifty yards and some of those comebacks. Right. I think he can also do some of the stuff Aguilar does, where you put him in the slot and you just have him go across the field. Even some of the stuff that Edelman used to do, where you're just you're just going to beat the guy across the field. You're you're faster and you're quicker. Yeah, um, exactly. Obviously, I think health is a concern. Uh, I'm not concerned about the mental side as much with Thornton, based on what we saw in the preseason and what we've heard about him, his scouting report. I think he might come on quicker. Uh, if you're looking for a player to compare him to in terms of impact, it's probably Malcolm Mitchell as a rookie, what he was able to do. Yeah. But I think it's crazy to say this. This receiving core might also be better. It's deeper, I think, than the receiving core they had that year. We've, we've talked a lot about how bad the Pats receivers have been, but Kendrick Bourne is struggling for playing time at points. And not all of this is, it's not all about a beef with the coaches. It's that they got a lot of guys who are pretty good at what they do and yeah. they all play different things. So you're going to rotate guys. So Thornton's right. probably going to be a healthy scratch. My guess when he first comes back, but at some point he'll be eased in. And then if he does well with what they give him, they'll expand the role. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, and if Aguilar if Aguilar keeps fumbling and dropping passes, we might see a little bit more sooner. Right, right. No, and that's and listen. My my theory behind it, and what I the way I feel about this about this year, and I kind of what I've said all along. Mm-hmm. You're not 
you're not winning the Super Bowl this year. You're not. And so, you know, you have some young, talented players. Put them on the field. Put those young, talented players on the field and just see what you get. Listen, Jack Jones played exceptionally well today at times. Had a pick six. Had a forced fumble, which he also recovered. Huge. Big plays. He also couldn't play well, didn't play well in the running game because he's no, 175 pounds, right? They, they, you know, they throw passes to Dubs and and he, you know, or Dobbs and he and he overpowers him because he's 175 pounds, right? You're gonna have some bad plays too. There was also a play that, you know, Rogers was getting rushed and so he didn't have him. But my goodness, he tried to cheat on a, on what he thought was gonna be an out route by Lazard and Lazard kind of faked outside and ran straight yeah. up. And yeah. Lazard was all by himself for a touchdown. Rodgers couldn't get it to him because he was getting hit. But you're going to have mistakes like that. You're going to, yeah. right? But these guys can be electric. They can play well. So yeah. ultimately, okay, sure, He's gonna, is he going to make some bad plays? Yes. But Jack but, Jones by himself forced two turnovers and scored a touchdown. And let so him like, make the mistakes. That's why, right, exactly. And, that's why. And, Laz- you know? and like Lazard's been in the league for a while. He's not the best player, but he's going to be a better route runner than Jack Jones as a cover guy. That's going to happen sometimes. Right. Um, yeah, I was mostly impressed by Jack Jones. Thought he had some good stuff out there. Did you see his quote after the game? Love it. Oh, I absolutely uh, love it. Yeah, it's saying that it's what he takes offense to he it said, if you throw an out route. Yeah, he said it's, it's disrespectful for you. I I, I find love it that for you. He's just. He's so such a character. I love the energy he brings. Yeah. Um, you mentioned – I know you want to get out of here, so I can just do a couple couple sure. quick takes. Uh, one, I thought Judon was fantastic today. I thought the pass rush in general yep. was fantastic. Uh, they need Lawrence Guy back on the defensive line. Uh-huh. That Detroit game next week, here's something for you. I believe – I saw this on Twitter earlier. I haven't confirmed it, but it's on Twitter, so you know it's true. Um, Detroit has the number one offense in the NFL and the number 32 defense in the NFL. Unbelievable. For, for Netflix. So they're, they got big boys. We're going to need Guy back to stop that running attack. just gave up 48 points to the Seahawks. So, like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's We can we should be able to. We'll, we could throw a U-win at quarterback and probably score 20 points. I got to uh, bring it on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as they should be able to do something next week. That's going to be a really interesting game. I know we'll talk about that later. I thought some ways two of the worst guy. I thought Jake Bailey had a bad game. I uh, didn't realize. They mentioned it on air. He is he has the lowest yards per punt in the NFL. And just which this almost feels a little bit like Ryan Allen. Like Ryan Allen had a couple of really good years and he had that great Super Bowl. And then just all right, we're gonna move on. I feel like I feel like the team is gonna end up drafting a punter in the fifth round next year and people are gonna go kind of crazy, but they're gonna get the pick right again. It's gonna be somebody who's good. And you know what's funny is that. At the end of the first half, they kicked off, and Nick Folk was back there kicking off and not Jake Bailey. So I don't know if he's hurt or something. You know, if something's going on, I'm not sure. But whatever it is, he's not right right now because that was a really bad game. He had two really bad punts, one in overtime. One almost almost cost them the game at the end of regulation. 31-yard punt in that situation. uh, There there was a penalty, thankfully. Yeah. So it pushed them back, but it was bad. Yeah. Um, I thought he had a rough day. I, th- I think special teams this year in general have been underwhelming. I think Marcus Jones in this one game has been the brightest part of special teams. Yeah. Um, and I don't so think they were. You, speaking of special teams, what yeah. the hell was the penalty on Cody Davis? What did he do? We, there was never a replay. 
because by the way, Lambo you know, showed zero replays, none. I couldn't believe it. The whole game annoying. showed no replays. It was crazy. But you know, he he ran in, and I thought he was trying to block the punt because he came in. He came in last second off of the side, and so I'm not sure why. But I I almost wonder if instead of going for the block, that he tried to take out the up back, and the mm-hmm. up back wasn't looking, and they called it a blindside block. But it was just. I don't see why he would have done that. So I don't know. I I, I yeah. just I don't I don't. I'll go to, we'll have to go to the film when that comes out this week. Yeah, yeah they called yeah. him for the blind side. They did. And yeah, they, and I just I didn't understand I didn't, what the didn't blind see side it. block thing. Was. Yeah, I'll have to so rewatch it. Yeah, see if I can. I'll go on uh, NFL Plus later and check out the TV copy. See if I can see it on there, yeah. um, which was weird. Um, but yeah, Judon. I think he's had a great start to the season. He and Wise, uh, the linebackers are still a little bit of an issue. Uh, Tavea which I know we figured out how to pronounce his name like week one, week two or whatever it was. Yeah. And Tony Romo and Jim Nance were both pronouncing it incorrectly in different ways, which was just, <laughs> and it's, awesome. so I don't, it's obviously you, yeah. I don't know how, how much you've dug into this, but they have a pronunciation guide for the names. If you go on the Patriots website, you can listen to every player pronounce their name. There's a video of every set player telling you how they say their name. That's so if you're if you're in the national media doing something like that, there is just no excuse to not know how a guy's name is said. Tony Remu, Tanny Remu, Tanny Remu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, I, agree I thought I, he I thought was one of their better linebackers. I think in in games where you're going to get run on a lot, I think it's tough for Mac Wilson. Mac Wilson is okay. But he just—he's not great in. He's okay in coverage. He's not great in coverage, and he's not good against the run because he can't. He's right. He just—he can't. You put a guard on him, and it's over, right? And so yeah. that is challenging. Uh, it's challenging. I thought. I will say, I thought against a very good running team in Green Bay. I thought they played okay against the run. They weren't great, yeah. but they were okay against the run. Those are two very good running backs. And I thought for the most part they were all right. Um, and so they held know, up not the best, but they held up okay, I thought. Yeah, and it's I mean, when you got an offense that at times can't stay on the field or can't move the ball and all that going on. I thought the yeah. defense stood up. I, I was impressed by the mentality of the team today. And that's probably the that's the single best part that's like, okay, if you can capture what the team did today outside of the quarterback position and then get healthy to all the spots they need to get healthy, this is a playoff team. Right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And uh, just a reminder to people out there. Last season, they started one and three. They lost the first game against Miami, won a game on the road against a team that wasn't very good, and then had two tough losses in a row. So following the same pattern, um, and it sucks to not get – not get better, but also it's a four game sample size. And I think they've looked better going one in three this year than they did last year. Well, and I think the big thing, right. And everyone says, Oh, moral victory is more of it. it. To me, it's not a moral victory, right? It's not a moral victory. What it is, is a sign that they are, they're pretty good, right? You see some signs yeah. from players. When you see things like Jack Jones showed you today, when you see things like Marcus Jones showed you today, when you see things like Bailey Zappi showed you today and and what the running game showed you. To me, those are things that point in a good direction. That doesn't mean you're going to be good. That doesn't mean you're going to win the Super Bowl. It doesn't mean – I'm sorry, Dr. Gordon, it doesn't guarantee a playoff berth. But, 
but you know there's a possibility and you can see some of the you know the the potential on the team and now it's their job to realize that potential and and play well right and yeah. so i don't know if they can do that but in lambo against a tough team that held the that held Tom Brady to 12 points last week yeah. um you know you went in there and you played extremely well and so to me, yes, you don't win, and that sucks. And there are some things that they could have done differently that, that may have come out with, an, with, an, with a win. But you didn't get one. But I think there's some real positives to walk away feeling pretty good about where this team is headed um, yeah. you know, in the future, but also this year too. I think that they're, I think they're heading in the right direction. Yeah, and if you look at this, week one, you – Basically, you don't get the doors blown off you, but you're pretty much immediately down multiple scores, and Miami dictates the game, and you can't really do what you want to do. Week two, you play better, but not great. You make a couple big plays, and it gets you a win on the road against a a well-coached opponent. Week three, you are at home against a contender, and in the fourth quarter, you have multiple chances to take the lead in their territory. And then week four, you're on the road against the contender and you have the lead in the fourth quarter. This is improvement game over game. They're getting better. And we saw how much of a disaster the zone zone running outside zone stuff was week one. So they got rid of it weeks two and three and they established the run and they built on other things. And then today against stacked boxes where the other team knows you're going to be running it. They mixed the outside zone back in and they were able to make it work. And that's how you build on stuff. It doesn't matter. But I was talking to somebody earlier. You know, 2012, the Arizona Cardinals were 4-0 and through the first four weeks. That was the year they came into New England and beat the Patriots. And they went and they lost their next 12 games. It doesn't matter what team you are in week four. It matters what team you are at the end of the season. Obviously, you need to pick up wins along the way. Clearly. But right. it's development because then, all right, if you can get the, the outside zone stuff to work. We saw, obviously, win has struggled, and we can get into that this, during the week. They put Cannon in, and things seem to work well. Yeah. Uh, no John U. Smith, so they just went. We're going to go six offensive linemen. That worked well. That's something that, okay, this is something we know we can do. We have guys that can do it. Wynn can do that. They can put Cannon out there, and he's not a liability, and he's not going to get penalties, and he's not going to result in two quarterbacks getting their heads blown off because uh, Zappi took a shot to the head tonight too. And, yep. and it's like, okay, we got, got, we got things that we can do, things that we didn't know we could do last week. Now we know we can do. There was nothing – that was like in the game plan last week that they couldn't do because of the personnel, except for the Mac thing. And they added a couple of wrinkles. Yeah. Do that week over week, get players back, get mills back, get guy back, get Myers back. Plus the quarterback situation. Thornton comes back. We'll see this next stretch of games where you got lions, Browns jets. If you can pick up some wins there, even with backups, all of a sudden you're still in the playoff hunt after the bye. Exactly. Ideally you got a mostly healthy team and, who knows what happens? Will they get into the playoffs? I don't know. But if they can build on things, that's how you get upsets. That's how you you knock off the bit. You knock off the Bills down the stretch because you improve. You figure right. something out. The 100%. Bills do not look like an unbeatable team at this point in the season either. No, they don't. So we'll see. We'll we'll see. We'll tackle that later. But yeah. uh, but anyways, so I'm gonna I'm gonna run. But this was uh listen, there's a lot of positives. There's a lot of positives coming out of here, and I do mm-hmm. think that overall. There's a lot of things to be happy about. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all, not all things, but I do think there's a lot of things to be happy about. I do want to give a shout out. Uh, we were at our tailgate today. 
and you know people walking around the guy in a in a two guys one in a red hartford whalers sweater uh and then red one, one? a red one yes see yes. how they made that i know and then uh the guy he was with was in a blue wilson drew blood jersey so you know that's a throwback if it's a wilson oh yeah uh so he had that originally that their names are doug and peter mm-hmm. and i'm talking to doug and uh and he said someone said something i forget what some i, I don't remember what happened i think i said something and he goes Wait, do you host a podcast? And I said, yeah. And he goes, wait a second. I listen to your podcast. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. He's like, wait. I think I was talking about how I wanted to exchange pins or something like that. And he said, wait, yeah. oh, hold on. Wait, do you? And then it come to find out, you know, he listens to Pat's ball. But, you are um, the Pat Lane. I am the Pat Lane. And he's like, I recognize your voice. <laughs> so, uh, so it was pretty cool. So, so I oh, that's awesome. So they were, they were cool guys. You signed an autograph? I did not. No autograph signed. <laughs> but, uh, but the my the rest of my party made sure to give me crap for it. Uh, there you go. That I was I was being recognized out in in, uh, in Lambo. So, but it was fun. We had a, we had a great time and uh, stadium tour tomorrow. So I'm I'm excited about it. And listen, as I said, I think there's lots of positives moving forward. I think that you know, we we are better than we were a few weeks ago. And I think that mm-hmm. that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. And that's what you want to see from me from this team. It's a young team. Um. So as long as they keep getting better, that's all we can ask for. So. Yeah, and it, it won't be perfect. But uh, oh. since you mentioned jerseys, I got one more question for you. What jersey okay. is it that you're wearing? Christian Barmore. Okay, that's. I saw the ninety, and I assumed it was Barmore, but I didn't know if there was somebody else that you were uh, no, you're pulling Christian out. Barmore, my guy. Yeah. I used to have. I had a Winovich jersey, and then middle of the season last season, when he started playing bad, and Barmore started playing great, I decided to mm-hmm. switch to Barmore because I'm a defensive line. I like it. I'm a D line guy. Uh, I had a Will Fork forever. Um, and so, so I decided to go, um, decided to go a little more. Yes. Uh, the refs, the refs thought it was one of the offensive players in the nineties, but, but it was just me. Uh, I love that. Just, just well, hey, we're both D line guys. I, this is my, I got my Judon Jersey. You can't see it with the mic. Judon. And that's why I got the red sleeves. Love but it. You got to complete you the look. Yeah, I was, I looked on the Pat's site this week. I was like, I want to, I want a white version of these new jerseys. Cause I hadn't grabbed one yet. It's like, I yeah. want a Devin McCourty one. He's been the my favorite player nice. for a while. White one, sorry. There is no white Devin McCourty jersey on the Patriots Pro Shop site. What? Yeah. Just look around. I was like, this. there were only like two options for the white jersey. And it was like, it was like, it wasn't these guys. It was like Raekwon McMillan and like Devontae Parker, stuff yeah, like that. And it was well. like, that's, those are the guys. Well, I'll be in, I'll be in the Pro Shop and maybe I'll, I'll see if they got me. <laughs> Dark Flugel, just have Jones at any number combo you want. Hey, why not? Right. Just pick Jones and then a number. It'll be one of them. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Hey, hey, that number, uh, that number thirteen for Jack Jones. They say thirteen is an unlucky number. So far, it's Pretty just good. it's just unlucky for the other team. Exactly. Yep. You throw it thirteen, nice. it's unlucky. Yeah, yeah. Especially to the out. Especially yeah. In that <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. We'll be back uh, midweek with our regular show, talking about the Lions Patriots matchup, uh, throwback matchup on Sunday. I gotta bring um, out my red jersey for the podcast this week. Oh, yeah, I might have to wear my red Troy Brown too. So. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's what we got. Thanks for listening guys. And we will, uh, we'll talk to you soon.